Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. My name is Manish Jaradi, Senior Investment Strategist. We've just released the weekly market view publication titled Getting Hotter. And on today's episode of the podcast, we'll discuss the latest developments in macro data, particularly inflation and the impact on various asset classes. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Abhilash Narayan, Senior Investment Strategist. Without further ado, let's get started. Abhilash, US inflation at 30-year highs. Should investors be worried? Thank you, Manish. Good to be back. Yes, clearly. I mean, if you look at uh, the inflation data, we are seeing broadening price pressures uh, across various sectors and labor markets. And that has challenged the central bank narrative that the inflation is transitory. However, if you look at most of the major central banks, be it the Fed and the BOE, they've made it clear in the recent weeks that their priority remains towards healing the job markets rather than fighting near-term inflationary pressures. So over the coming few weeks, uh, we are focusing on three key factors. The first is uh, inflation expectations. And this, in our and arguably Fed's view, is one of the key uh, markers uh, for informing the outlook. For now, the long-term inflation expectations remain within their prior decade ranges. And we think that the Fed will only come under pressure to act if long-term inflation expectations break significantly higher. Second is uh, central bank reaction function. So we know that uh, we have an upcoming nomination for the Fed chair position, and there are a number of vacancies on the Fed board as well. Uh, Now, We think that President Powell will probably uh, propose either the incumbent chair Powell or the current Fed board governor Brainard uh, for Fed chair's position. Uh, But both policymakers are within the dovish camp uh, in the Fed and both are inclined to let the economy run hot. So we don't think that we'll see a massive change in policy direction. And the third is China. Uh, So if you look at the news headlines we saw earlier today, it suggests that President Xi has received the backing for an unprecedented third term in power, which could give him more freedom to enact the regulatory reforms that have been going on. Now, that may lead to uh, a slight slowdown in Chinese economy, but if that uh, slowdown because of regulatory pressures is well managed, it could help uh, ease the global inflationary pressures, which could allow Fed and ECB to keep monetary policy easier for longer. So, Overall, the decidedly dovish near-term monetary policy outlook, combined with the strong job creation in U.S. and the passage of $1 trillion infrastructure bill, leaves us positive on, on risk assets. So what does higher inflation expectations mean for equity sectors? See, uh, if we do see sharply higher and prolonged inflation, then that does uh, clearly raise concerns whether uh, higher inflation could negatively impact margins of uh, of, uh, various companies and lead to a pullback in equities. But for now, that is not our base case. Uh, Now, from an equity sector point of view, uh, we believe that the fiscal policy, uh, especially the $1 trillion uh, infrastructure bill, is uh, expected to lend a tailwind to U.S. industrial sector due to investment ramp ramp up in highways, high-speed internet, and other policy priorities aimed at retaining U.S. leadership across various industries. From a technical perspective, 
MSCI US Industrials Index has broken above the key resistance at 400, and that's a level that has otherwise held for most of 2021. Uh, if we talk about uh, the other way inflation can impact markets, that's uh, through higher 10-year Treasury yields. And if that were to happen, we think that would likely favor energy and financial sectors, and we could see some rotation into them as well. Now, the US dollar's resilience has been frustrating for dollar bears. Is it time to abandon the bearish view after the inflation data? Yes, clearly the the strength in US dollar has taken a lot of people by surprise. Now, on our end, we have highlighted our expectation in past that you know we expected high beta currencies were likely to see a pullback towards levels that would be you know a more attractive buying point, uh, and we have seen that sort of happen with stronger U.S. employment and inflation data pushing dollar towards uh, the key resistance at 95. Now, over the next few weeks leading up to the Fed meeting on 16 December, we are likely to see an abundance of central bank speak, uh, which we think will be inclined to push back towards tighter monetary policy. Uh, If that were to happen, we should see real uh, US rates remain low. uh, And that's a scenario where high beta currencies could outperform. So one currency that we are looking at is Australian dollar, uh, which we think could find robust support around 0.7275 and could offer investors a good buying opportunity uh, for a rally to you know retest 0.756 resistance. Uh, that being said, we are also cautious on uh, we are also looking at the downside. So a break below 0.717 could be a warning signal uh, and could you know push Australian dollar towards uh, 0.71, which would indicate a bearish outlook. But for now, we we, we do think that uh, in the short term, uh, outlook for Australian dollar is is towards the upside. Moving on to Asia, is it time to turn positive on the Chinese property sector? It's clearly, I mean, it's 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 been a sector which has been under uh, a lot of focus, uh, given the massive sell-off we have seen. Uh, now, in past, we've highlighted three factors that investors should watch out for, and they are n- namely, you know, first, uh, signs of government intervention. Second, any indications of uh, further stress in the funding markets. And third is whether, you know, there's a risk of uh, a miscalculation. Now, over the past week, uh, we've seen uh, multiple news and events which point towards some early dialback in policy tightness. So to name a few, we've seen uh, several developers uh, meeting with Development Research Center of the State Council on 8th November. Uh, Secondly, uh, some issuers have been authorized to issue bonds in the interbank bond market. Uh, And third, uh, some state-owned developers have requested uh, regulators to exempt any debt raised for MA purpose from the measurement of three red line policy. And that could be a precursor uh, or an early indicator that some SOEs may be looking to buy stakes in, in property sector. Uh, now, in our view, uh, these developments are positive for liquidity profile of the developers in the near term. Uh, and we have seen the sentiment improve over the past couple of days. And we've seen uh, a short term bounce in uh, both stocks and bond prices of property developers. However, if you look at the longer term outlook, uh, it's still clouded in our view as uh, the regulatory policies uh, uh focus toward deleveraging are still likely to remain in place in maybe a a, a less intense form. So while we continue to uh, think that Asian high yield bonds are attractive on a a risk reward basis, uh, uh, if we focus on Chinese real estate sector, we strongly prefer 
to remain within the stronger developers, uh, namely investment grade or double B rated issuers. Thanks again, Abhilash, for joining our conversation today. That is all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.